encourage you whenever you have time with God expect to hear his voice yeah expect to hear his voice you know God likes to talk he invented talking actually did you realize that yeah. one of the first things that God did was say something <laughs> God said let there be light God loves to talk to us he loves to talk to his children he loves to fellowship with us. And I pray that our hearts would love to fellowship with him in just that same way. Yeah? Just want to share a few thoughts with you before we go into prayer this evening. Youngman called me, I think it was Monday, and uh, said, Pastor, I'm just thinking about Saturday, our praise and prayer nights. Do you have a theme or a topic? And... I had previously been thinking about it and praying about it and had not really got anything specific. But the moment he asked that question, God spoke. God said one word, advance. Advance. So as I heard it from God, I spoke it to young men. <laughs> he got it straight from the throne room. It was as quick as that. I believe that's what God wants to speak to us about this evening in our Sunday services. And I pray throughout the whole of the week, God is teaching us about being part of his army and God is training us. These these words, these messages that God has given us, they are his training for us. They are helping us to focus. They are helping us to, to realize exactly what God has called us to do. And there is, there is only one direction, there is only one motion that God's army has. And it's forward. It's advancing. Now, you can look through the Old Testament and, of course, you will find times when God's people and the armies of God, they camped. But they camped there for a purpose. They were there to hear God's voice. They were here to capture God's timing. But the armies of God never retreat. They always advance. The Bible says, it, the prophet Isaiah says concerning Jesus before he was ever born, his name shall be Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, of the increase of his kingdom, there will be no end. Isaiah 9 verse 7, I think. In other words, the kingdom of Jesus Christ will only ever move forward. Increase. Advance. And I believe, I've, I've been thinking about this and praying about it since Monday, and I can see just how relevant this is 
for us. And we will be praying on this word, advance, in just a little while. Um, let's read, uh, we've got some verses to read here from Joshua. Remember back in January, uh, and if you were not here in January, then let me just tell you that in January we had 14 days of prayer with fasting. And in July... We're going to do the same. We're having 14 days of prayer with fasting, July 14th through till July 28th. So we will be here Saturday, July 14th for a praise and prayer and a prayer with fasting launch. Then we will have 14 days of prayer with fasting. And then we will conclude those 14 days with a, another time of praise and prayer here on the 28th so you have advance notice of those of those dates back in january god spoke to us and showed us how that we were very much like the children of israel as they were standing on the borders of their land of promise the, the land that god had spoken that they would inherit that they would live in, that they would own, and they had to go in and possess it. And we have been praying on this ever since, right the way through from January. And, and I want you to know that when God starts a conversation, he wants to continue it. God is not like most of us other guys who can have a conversation with single word sentences. How was your day today? Fine. How was work? Good. What was the traffic like? Terrible. God's not like that. God's not a typical man. God loves to communicate. He, he's the best communicator ever. And he loves to continue conversations. So for those of you who God spoke to this evening, don't think that that's the end of the conversation. Before you ever go to sleep tonight, take it back into prayer. Thank God for speaking that to you. See what else he wants to say. This is what we are doing through our praise and our prayer times. We're continuing those conversations with God. And, and I encourage you to do that in your own devotion time as well. So here in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, we read, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Let me stop there. If God said to you tonight, please listen. If God said to you tonight, wherever you put your foot, that's yours. How many of you would walk like this? I certainly wouldn't. 
I would make sure every footstep I took was a new place. Because I would want as much as God was willing to give me. God never intended for these, his people to put their feet in the same place more than once. Why? Because he was expecting them to advance. God never planned for his people to wander in that wilderness for 40 years. He expected them to cross Jordan and enter into Canaan. God does not expect us to stand still and to, or to walk back to retreat. God expects us to keep advancing. And I do believe that in a prophetic way, God would say to us, wherever you place, place your foot, that I will give to you. In other words, if you will go into your homes and you will claim them as a holy place where God reigns, then together we will make that happen. If you go into your workplaces, your universities, if you go there and your heart's desire mm -hmm. is that they become the kingdom of God, every place that you place your foot will become yours and God's. Amen? Amen? We are advancing. We are not standing still. We have not come across Jordan and we're not going to bathe our feet and have a, have a, a seven-day vacation. We're moving forward. We're advancing. Amen? Amen? Praise God. From the wilderness and from Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. That's a big territory. And that's a lot of walking. God has given us a big territory. Uh-huh. God says that he will actually give us the nations. Yeah. That's how far he wants his kingdom to extend. He says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to the left or to the right so that you may prosper wherever you go. Have I not commanded you, verse 9, be strong, courageous, do not be afraid, nor dismayed. As God spoke to Joshua, God's intention was for Joshua to keep advancing, to keep possessing, to keep claiming everything that God has said was theirs. You, can you see this? What does it mean to advance? What does it mean? I came across this a, a, a lot of years ago now. Uh, I tell you who it was about at the end. But I believe that this, the person who wrote this knew how to advance. And I would say their life was one of constant advancing. Let me read this to you. I'm going to read it real slow. Um, and I hope that you can understand this. I am part 
of the fellowship of the unashamed. The die or the mould has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of Jesus and I will not look back, let up, slow down, back away or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm done and finished with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colourless dreams, tame visions, mundane talking, cheap living and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence or prosperity or position or promotion or plaudits or popularity. I don't have to be right or first or tops or recognized or praised or rewarded. I live by faith. I lean on his presence. I walk by patience. I'm lifted by prayer and I labor by Holy Spirit power. My face is set. My gait, the way I walk, is fast. My goal is heaven. My road may be narrow. My way may be rough. My companions may be few. But my guide is reliable. And my mission is clear. I will not be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away. I will not be turned back, deluded or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice. I will not hesitate in the presence of adversaries. I will not negotiate at the table of the enemy. I will not ponder at the pool of popularity. I will not meander, wander in the maze of mediocrity. I will not give up, shut up or let up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, 
and preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must give until I drop. Preach until all know. Work until he comes. And when he does come for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me because my colors are clear. That is a man who knows how to advance. These writings were found in amongst paperwork of a young African pastor from Zimbabwe who was martyred for his faith in Jesus Christ. And I think of Hebrews 11 when I read of this, where the Bible talks about all these people of faith that we know, Abraham and Isaac and Moses, etc. And then it talks about those who were persecuted, who went hungry, who wandered, who were homeless, who had no clothes. And the Bible says, this world was not worthy of those people. My friends, I believe that success is doing what God has given us to do. And doing it with every part of our being. Doing it as though it is the only thing that matters in this world. And not being put off, dissuaded, distracted at all. My friends, that is advancing. If you are in an army and the order comes through to advance, you better be committed to it. If you go half-heartedly, if you go unsure, uncommitted, you will probably die along with others around you. Our mission is not to go and kill the enemy. Our mission is to go and save lives. Amen. Our mission is clear. The mandate is set. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers, Jesus said, few. I believe that what God is doing today is calling to himself an army of laborers who are advancing, who have nothing that attracts them in this world and who will follow to the point of death the commission of Jesus Christ to go and make disciples. We're advancing. This church is advancing and that's not boasting or arrogance or pride. That's just a statement. That's what this church has chosen to do. We know what God has given us as a mandate and we will not sit back. We are moving forward. We are advancing and we're doing all we can to take as many people with us as we possibly can into the realms of obeying Jesus Christ, our Saviour. So why is it so significant at this time? There's a number of reasons, and there are a number of very practical reasons that um, I've put up here. I believe that God wants us to advance personally. 
some of us maybe have gone through amazing times of spiritual growth. The tendency is to take your foot off the accelerator and to cruise. It's very dangerous. I want to say to you, put your foot flat down. Keep growing. Keep getting closer to God. Obey him more today than you did yesterday. Understand what I'm saying? Advance. Don't let up. Don't look for... What, what do you call them here? In England, we call them laybys. They're like rest stops. You understand that? There's a, like a service station, maybe. Don't look for service stations. You, you get in there and you fall asleep. Keep that foot down. Keep growing. Keep moving in God. And what does that mean? Keep growing in your relationship with him. And keep Speaking the gospel. Next thing it says here of Jesus. We read this in, in church service last Sunday out of Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7. This is in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up definite special petitions for that which he not only wanted but needed and supplications with strong crying and tears to him who was always able to save him from death and he was heard because of his reverence towards God his godly fear his piety in that he shrank from the horror of separation from the bright presence of the father that was Jesus that's how Jesus prayed he didn't let up he dare not let up he never wanted to let anything come into his life that would separate him from his father. He could not bear to think what that would be like. And I think if Jesus prayed in that way, we need to also. We need to be fervent. We need to be committed. We need to know that there is one who can save us from our sin save us from death, our Father God, and we need to depend upon him with all of our lives. Amen. Huh. Summer slowdown. If you haven't realized, it's getting warmer, quite warm. And there seems to be this unwritten rule almost. Summer is here. Let's slow down. Let's relax a little bit. I don't know whether it is the heat or the humidity, or a combination of both, or because we hit vacation time. But it seems like we expect God to go on vacation as well. And God doesn't even go to sleep, let alone go on vacation. So I would say let's not get caught in a summer slowdown. Don't, don't lose the momentum that God has in your life. If you go away for vacation, keep your devotion times, your Bible reading times. Don't think that this is a time to ease back. 
just because it's summer. Okay? We can't afford to do that. We've got to keep advancing. We've got to keep moving forward. You know, as in this church, the nations, we hit a time, and this is one of those times when a number of people move on. They have been here for a year or longer, perhaps, fulfilled their contract of work, and it's now time for them to move on. Sometimes we can allow that to shake us. Oh, I'm losing my best friend. Yeah? We've spent nine months getting to know these people, and now they're gone. And what will my life be like? Well, if your life was all about those people, then that wasn't very secure. That wasn't a smart move. Of course, build friendships and relationships in God. But people come and people do go. And so we need to make sure that we, we don't allow changes in our friendship groups to cause us to stop advancing in the kingdom of God. We need to keep momentum going. The next thing is the reverse of that. New people are coming. I say praise God. Praise God. I, I get excited every Sunday as I look out on the congregation and there are new people that God has, is bringing here. And I love it. And I would say, as part of our advancing, let us as a church embrace them. Amen? Amen? Let's not think, well, let's give them six months and see what they turn out to be like. Let's embrace them with the love of God. Some people are here for just a short time and God brings them here. We believe this. God brings them here to intersect with their lives and to work in their lives. Let us as a church advance in this. Let's be looking out for new people who we can embrace. Well, my friendship group is big enough. Rubbish. I rebuke that. In Jesus' name. You're going to have a surprise in heaven if you think that way. Your friendship group is going to be a lot bigger than you imagine. Let's be bigger. Well, they don't talk the same language as me. Well, learn their language. <laughs> I'm just thinking of reasons and excuses that we make. Let's embrace people that God brings in. Well, they're not Christians my point exactly. Embrace them, love them, and win them to Jesus. Amen? Amen.